Today we are talking with Emily Kirkham about EFT or the emotional freedom technique. Emily, could you give us a bit of background about EFT? Yeah, sure. So EFT uh, or tapping, as it's also called, it has its roots in the 1970s when several doctors discovered that by stimulating acupuncture points, they, they also called acupressure points, on various parts of the body, they could bring relief to their patients, particularly with regards to fears or phobias or their responses to stress. And so it's been around in some form for a long time, but in still in the in about the eighties, uh, a guy called Dr. Roger Callahan uh, patented—I think you can never say that word properly—a technique that he called thought field therapy, and. It was a more complicated series of tapping points of what we use today. So a guy, guy called Gary Craig simplified the process and that's how EFT came. So in its most simple form, you're basically tapping on a number of acupressure or acupuncture points on your body while you're thinking about your problem and feeling usually the unpleasant feelings that associated with the problem. And it calms your body and your brain. So that's what tapping is. How did you get involved in tapping? Was it something you're interested in or that you you visited a session yourself and found it beneficial? Yeah, so uh, for me, I heard about it on a podcast and uh, probably about four or five years ago and then thought, well, that sounds interesting and then forgot about it. And then I heard about it on another podcast and thought, I must look into that. And so I Googled it and found a number of, there are quite a number of both international organizations but also private businesses that that now can teach us about tapping and uh for me i found it really helpful when i was going through a difficult time in my life and particularly with some of my kids and so what it did for me was quite profound and i was just using it myself i didn't really know about practitioners at that point in time and i I really felt that it helped me to parent completely differently because it allowed me to process some of the things that were that I was finding difficult during that time. And and then I started to try it with other things, you know, with stress related to work or <clears throat> with whatever other things I had going on in my life. And then I saw a practitioner and she really helped me to work through some some sort of more chunky things. It's it's hard to do by yourself for more complicated things. Yeah, I was going uh, to ask you, is it something that you do, you can do to yourself or ongoing you can do? Absolutely. You definitely use it yourself. And you might see a practitioner for something that's more complicated. So, yeah. But I used it just myself and using an app and after reading a book and listening to other podcasts and watching some YouTube YouTube videos. So then I, through my practitioner, who's also a trainer, I decided that I would like to be a practitioner, that it's something that I think I could really help people with. So just about finished my qualifications now. So I'll be up and running in the next, in the next month. And how do you think EFT works? It sounds like if you're having an emotional time or you're bringing up those emotions again and then you're using your tapping, it sounds like like a sort of distraction from that emotion maybe and reducing its intensity. Yeah, that's right. Well, actually, it's more than a distraction. So there's lots of science now. There's lots of research and scientific studies that have been done in the last 20 years on tapping using MRIs and you know all sorts of controlled environments and what have you. So what they're able to show is that when you're tapping, uh, it sends a calming signal to your amygdala. So if you are feeling a feeling, say say you're terrified of snakes. So when you think about snakes, your heart rate goes up, you feel awful. If you tap on that in that moment when you're feeling those feelings, it sends a signal to your your fight flight brain. You know that primitive part of our brain that that acts without our our control you know it's, it's happening in whether we want it to or not and so it tells that part of your brain actually it's okay and uh, they've shown through other research that it brings your cortisol down by about 40 percent within like less than 10 minutes so it can physically make a big difference to what's happening to both your neural pathways and also your physiology and so what happens over over 
a session or as you're tapping yourself is that it starts to reduce the emotion that might be attached to a memory or a situation that's coming up or a fear of something so that you can start to think about that thing so you don't lose the memory but you lose the intensity of the emotion that's attached to the memory and so you can think about over time and and it, and if it's if it's a big phobia or something then we would handle it very carefully but if it was something that you just wanted to feel differently about or a bit calmer about you could probably make quite a difference to your sense of well-being in 15 minutes in 15 minutes to half an hour using tapping so it's changing your response or your the response you have been having to something that is is traumatic for you potentially yeah and we talk about big t traumas and little t traumas so traumatic you can use in all senses of the word you know it might be something that's just you personally find hard but it wouldn't universally be recognized as a trauma uh, or it can be a formally recognized traumatic experience so it, it works the same way whatever your experience is yeah and for me I think I'm a bit of a science nerd, so the whole concept around neuroplasticity is is where I think tapping is an amazing tool to use because in the last 20 years, our understanding of the human brain's ability to create new neural pathways has really changed. They used to just think it was something that, that children and adolescents could do, but they now realise that this is a capacity that stays in our brain for our whole lives. So tapping is a tool whereby you can break the habit of a neural pathway and create another one. So for a craving, for example, you will have a, a subconscious response to food that you may or may not be aware of. And tapping will help you pull that apart a little bit, understand what's behind it, process whatever the emotional component is. It can just even reduce your intensity of the craving you know, craving as the, the thing. And then you can also use it to set up how you'd like to respond and to embed um, or begin to embed a new way of thinking that then will become the automatic way that your brain chooses. I love the science, bit of geek. That's right. And, and yeah, evidence-based therapy yeah. is, is very important. And, well, people seem to use that as, as you know, the basis for it therapies and speaking of how does this compare to traditional like approaches like talk therapy you may see a, a therapist for any of similar issues even for diet related yeah. issues or other traumas you, that's right you may so it's still it, it's still a relatively new in inverted commas therapy and there certainly hasn't been the depth of research that's been done on some of those other more traditional therapies but there is a particular researcher here in Australia, Dr. Peter Stapleton, based up in Brisbane, who has done a lot of research and has been at the forefront of that, you know, over the last 15 years. And so they've got some really fascinating uh, results around its effectiveness for treating PTSD compared to, say, talk therapy or CBT therapy with a psychologist, uh, where in and I don't have the exact study in front of me, but it was essentially able to achieve the same or longer lasting results in treating PTSD in half the time as talk therapy. And so it isn't, I don't think necessarily going to replace those traditional therapies, but as another tool in the toolkit, it's, it's amazing. And for something like PTSD, for example, talking about the trauma can be horrific depending on, on what's happened. So tapping can allow you to very gently bring your emotion down before you even start to talk about or, or, or think about the issue so that you can, you can very gently work towards and then start to process uh, whatever the trauma is that's led to PTSD over over a number of sessions obviously it's not not quick but it is also very gentle it does and sound very gentle and what what sort of when your clients come in what sort of issues would they be asking about uh well it's really uh interesting so 
if I can just talk to you about the types of people that were in my training course and the way that some of them are thinking about using it, I think starts to to sort of show the breadth. So there were, I've met speech therapists who are using it in their practice as part of helping their clients dealing with the emotional aspects of having a stutter. I've met yoga teachers who are planning to build it in their practice to enhance healing benefits. It's become recognised in Australia as one of the modalities for trauma-informed care like we were talking about. And I, I currently work in the disability industry. There were two disability workers in my course who plan to use it with their clients because as a therapy that doesn't require talking, you know, that, that even if you're not talking, if you can help someone with a disability by showing them how to tap on themselves when they're experiencing distress or, or some you know difficulty it can be very soothing yeah that's amazing people... it sort of works across all different existing therapies or, or, yeah and then yeah. even where some you can't use traditional therapies so that's, that's right great breadth yeah. great breadth and, and and the types of things that people come to you someone like me with uh anxiety or it can be used to treat chronic pain which often has reached a point in the, with, with the medical uh, support that someone's given where there's nothing further they can do. And so EFT can really help with those neural pathways that we talked about and how people perceive their pain. So while their pain may or may not change, understanding the emotional components to it is often brings the pain right down because of it's a lot about how we perceive what's happening. People can come if they're feeling stuck, you know, and they just want to move forward in their lives. They can come because they don't want to be afraid of flying anymore and they want to go on a holiday. They can come because they're facing some really challenging time in their life and they want help to cope. So lots of different types of things. They've got a question. Yeah. Um, in the pharmacy, there's a couple of people coming for smoking cessation, and we propose mm -hmm. like you know different medications or like nicotine replacement therapy more precisely. Can you, for example, potentially help those people? Yes, definitely. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So the using tapping, you might work with the person on a couple of aspects of of smoking. So you might work with them on the craving. You might work with them on the situations where they're more likely to smoke so that if, say, it's a social environment that's harder for them or if it's when they're meeting friends for a drink or whatever, you might help them to sort of disconnect the emotion from, from those situations. You might also work with them to understand there's often a, what they call a secondary gain. So there's often a reason why people keep doing a thing even though they know it's bad for them. And maybe it's because when they've tried to quit smoking before, they eat more and have put on weight and they don't want to do that. So you might help them work through that part of, of stopping smoking. So it would go alongside other pharmaceutical support, you know, the, the, the patches, for example, or whatever other techniques. But yes, it can, it can really assist with breaking some of those neural pathways around smoking. Have yeah. you helped any people stop smoking before? No, I have not. No, no. You could maybe work on my daughter. Okay. Uh, does only does she want to stop smoking? <laughs> well, that that's the first step. Mm. Yeah. That is the first step. Yeah. So basically, you need to like determine the underlying reasons before. Is that correct? Is that what you said? Not necessarily, okay. because sometimes we don't always know what they are. Mm. But the process of tapping often allows those, as you're calming your brain with the tapping, it often allows those thoughts to pop up into your head. So my role as a practitioner is not to provide you with answers. It's to ask good questions and to help you tap into your self and your situation so that you then are able to see another path or to see another layer to what might be causing stress or to see another way to cope with it or something else helpful to do. Yeah. So it's different in that way in that I, I don't, I'm not providing solutions, but I'm working with you and, and your body. You're working with your body. We tap together. I don't tap on you. And yeah, that's how, that's how we help people. That's how the therapy works. Thank you. <laughs> that's okay. okay. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So, Nada, we might continue on with the practice of trying out some of these therapies on the hosts of the show. I think it's Nada's turn this week. <laughs> I don't want to open up. <laughs> but I can tell you now that also you don't have to tell me all the details of the problem. Okay. You just need to use a phrase like the problem. So long as it's in your head mm. and, and you connect with it, that's all we need. So okay. you, you can also leave some of the details if if you're finding that it is feeling too personal, you can use a little summary phrase and that'll be plenty. Okay. And just to point out where Emily's not in the studio with us now, we are via Zoom and that's a fairly common way to do this practice. Yes, it really is. It works fine because I'm guiding you. So I will use phrases that you'll repeat and I'll tap on myself showing you as we move through and you'll tap on yourself. So you're doing the work to yourself, which is why it's such a great self-help tool. Is it just tool. the heads or can involve, because I have a jacket, so do I have to remove it or not necessarily? No, you can know that you don't need to remove your jacket. Okay. So I, I can quickly just go through the tapping points for you. Mm-hmm. Is that helpful so that we yeah. know what they are? Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing we do is we start on the side of the hand and we'll use a phrase that kind of sums up the situation that you're having. So even though I'm dot, 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 and I will ask you some questions about where you feel it. And then we also add an acceptance phrase, which is I accept this is happening or I completely accept myself anyway, you know, something like that. So the first point we then go to is the top of the head. So some people just to, sorry yeah just for the listeners Emily's taking all of her fingers and tapping on sorry. the crown of her Thank head you. just to well, just to make it easier for the listeners to visualize then yeah you had you had all you had your three fingers on one hand just tapping the the muscle muscle so, of the mm-hmm. little finger we call it the karate chop point so if you were imagining that you were karate chopping a bit of wood that that side of your hand there it's a good point Matt mm-hmm. sorry I should have said that before so that's that side of your hand where you would karate chop you you just tap with the fingers on the other hand on that side of that point there so it doesn't matter how many fingers it doesn't matter which hand you can switch between hands so tapping can be done with one hand or with two hands uh, on the mirroring points on the various sides of the body Either way, it, it works the same. And just looking at uh, the video, you're tapping, say, like four times a second or three or four times a second. So basically you're tapping. So that first bit where we, we call it the setup statement, where, where and the point of that is for you to really connect with whatever that thing is that we're addressing. So that's the most important thing is that you're feeling the feels. If you really feel it, if you're really heightened, you don't have to spend so much time but if you're reflecting on a situation that was in the past or something in the future we want you to really connect with that so that's what that is is to this tapping on the side of the hand allows us to just be there in that space so that's the opening Um, opening of the 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 process of the the process yeah And, and the reason you do this is essentially you know the same principle of you can't clean your house unless you can see the dirt so it might be yucky to think about the thing that we don't like, but our bodies, we need to connect with it in order for this process to work, essentially. So that's the first point. The second point, when we actually start a tapping round, they call it one around, is on the crown of the head. So if you had a middle part, it's just sort of to, across the top of your head. If you're not sure where, you can sort of just tap in general circles with both hands. Generally, we say tap with at least two fingers because then if you're not quite on the point, you'll be, you'll be, it'll be close enough. And so I tend to just tap with both hands on the top of my head around in little circles to just make sure I'm getting the points. Uh, yeah. So that's the first Where is first the place. points there on the top of the head? Is that, do we call these the acupuncture points or the meridians or? Yes. Yeah, so they are related to the meridians from... Uh, energy therapy of of you know ancient uh, Chinese meridians. I don't. I'm going to get those words wrong. <laughs> Sorry, but that's where they're from. But yeah, so we call them acupressure points. And I think that's a conversation for another day. 
it's not really material for the tapping exercise to know which meridians they relate to, you know, whether it's your stomach meridian or, you know, that that doesn't change anything if we know that, but it is definitely part of the origins of, of tapping. But yes, that's what these are, acupressure points. So top of the head, the first one. The next one is just on the inside of the eyebrow. So where your eyebrow starts on the inside. So if you tap with two fingers on the inside of your eyebrow, you'll be on the point. So you tap there. You tap five to ten times on each spot. And, again, it doesn't have to be exact, which is another reason why this is such a great technique for ourselves at home because you can't really get it wrong. The next point is on the side of the eye and it's on the outside of the eye on the bone there so if you touch the side of your eye you can feel where the bone is so you just tap gently on the bone beside your eyes on the outside the next one is also on the eye but it's underneath your eye and in the middle there on the bone directly in the middle under your eye so you'd again you'd tap there you can tap on one side you can tap on the other you can tap on both whatever feels most comfortable for you we're sort of doing like a top top down approach and this is part of which part of the process would this be this is called a round of tapping so we're in the middle of a round now there are about we've got our points. statement in mind the the yes and the so as mind. we're going through i would be we would be repeating some phrases just to keep you connected so if we're talking about a fear for example i we'd tap on the top of the head and we'd say this fear and then we'd move to the eyebrow and we'd say, this fear of whatever. And then we'd go to the side of the eye, we'd tap, we'd say, I feel it in my chest, wherever it is that you might feel it. We'd talk about that beforehand. And then we'd tap under the eye, this fear. The next point is under the nose. And it's right in the middle of, of your nose and your lip. And you just tap there with two fingers. You'd say, this fear. Then the next one is on the crease on your chin, underneath your lip. Again, we'll this fear. On, on the chin, yep, this fear. The next one is on your collar, or just below your collarbone. So if you feel where your collarbone is and you move down an inch, it roughly. So if you go to the centre of those two collarbone points where they meet at the base of your throat, go down and out a little bit. If you tap with a few fingers, it doesn't really matter where you are. You're on the point. And you could move across you know you can kind of move your hands from side to side you can tap with your whole hand with your palm you know you could it doesn't because you're covering the general area you'll you'll have the point covered there the next one is about a hand space under your arm so it's on the on the side of your rib cage and if you put your hand under your arm there and go down your four fingers it's where you at the bottom of your four fingers would be so again you just tap Tapping with one, two, three, four fingers on onto that spot on the on the under your arm there. On one side or both sides for that one. Again, so you could do it like a gorilla and tap both sides. You can tap one. Well, I tend I actually tend to just tap one side mm. just because it's easier. But it it again it doesn't really matter. I know it's a bit hard to cross both of your arms in front of you and tap. <laughs> it's a bit no, awkward. Attempting it quite well. <laughs> <laughs> but I tend to um, I tend to just do one side, and that's a round. So that's one full round of tapping. Some people start at the eyebrow and end at the top of the head. My mentor and coach added another one, which is under the rib cage. I know other people that use the inside of the wrist, so you tap on either side of the wrist. There are also other pressure points on the sides of your fingers so if you're in a situation where you don't want to be tapping in front of people you can tap on the top side of your fingers with your thumb so you just use your thumb on the top on the, the edge of your finger and just tap on that so you can be walking along and that will also be a sending so the similar calming signal like a mindful so, fidgeting Yes, exactly. Like a mindful fidgeting, that's right. But the main the main thing is just those points we went through and that's called a round of tapping. And how many so, rounds would you go through? How long would a, a particular fear take to process using this technique? Well, so I think it depends on how complex the fear is and how deep the stress 
goes in relation to that. So if it's a, a new thing, you might be able to get someone to a point where they could then do the rest of the desensitizing themselves because they feel brave enough to be able to look at picture of a snake if a snake was a thing, or they feel brave enough to go on the bushwalk that they were too worried about going on because they were worried about snakes. So a session, a, a tapping session with a practitioner can be anywhere between half an hour and an hour. And generally that's enough for that point in time. Sometimes there, you may go back and have a few more sessions depending on, on the issue. And I guess ideally but, your customer or client never comes back. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> Kind of for that for that thing, yeah. Yeah, for that thing. Uh, for that thing. Then it manifests right. in uh, other ways. Well, but this is his life, isn't it? it so, is. you know, we have rolling rolling joys and rolling challenges. So yeah. You do get better at doing it yourself as well. So I think being able to use tapping as a tool in your daily life to just bring your stress down is super helpful and, and can help you stop building up new issues, if you like, that, that then make future situations difficult for you. Like if you're stuck in traffic, you might start tapping <laughs> rather than You yelling. might. <laughs> Very good for that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Should we try a, a a round of tapping on Nada like we yeah. did an example session? Yeah, let's So do let's that. say Nada's okay. just come in to – is it Emily? And I'm sorry we don't have a, a camera yeah, on here, but I guess it shows you could do this over the telephone or, or in a, any you, sort of environment you, really. You absolutely can, yeah, yeah. So long as you can talk to one another and I can describe the point well enough that you understand, then we're away. Yep. Yeah. Right, okay. Nada, so Nada, yep. Nada, Nada you've, you've come to me today. What would you like to talk about? What would you like to, to deal with? I'd like to talk about the stress level or at least reduce the stress level that I'm experiencing at the moment. Okay. Um, Do you want to tell me a bit about that? Yeah. So it's stress related to uni and about maybe trying to do well, I think. That's mainly it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And when you think about that stress, where do you feel it in your body? I would say my heart mm -hmm. or at least the chest, I would say, maybe to be a mm -hmm. bit more broad. The chest yep. and sometimes... Um, the stomach, I mean, which makes sense as well. Yeah. Okay. Cramps and, you know. And uh, if you think about that feeling and you were to rate it out of 10, what, what would you give it? I'd give it a, a four or five. Yeah. A four or five. Okay. And when it's at its worst, mm -hmm. what would you give it then? Seven. A seven, okay. So there's two ways we can approach this. So one is that we can just tap on the general sense of being stressed and and then allow some things to come up that might be contributing to that. Or you may have some particular recent experiences in mind. So being specific is really helpful with tapping. So I'll, I'll, for, this, for the purposes of today, I'll just start with that general sense but I would like you to put yourself into that space of feeling the seven. So that time when, when it's felt really bad and when it's felt a lot. So is that okay for you to do that yeah. today? Okay. All right. So the, the really important thing with this as well is that, so I just made a few notes there, writing down a few of your words. If anything I say in terms of our guiding phrases doesn't feel right, please interrupt me because... Okay. It's your situation and your words. And sometimes the words change. So you may have said something in the beginning that you're like, actually, no, I said my chest, but it's more my diaphragm or, you know, whatever. So you, you correct me and please don't feel that uh, you can't interrupt me. If, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because this is your situation. All right. So we'll tap on the side of the hand together. So where we talked about before. And... We'll say a phrase, even though I have this situation, and you repeat after me. Sorry, I didn't say that. Oh, sorry. Wait, what, was the, what was the sentence again? Sorry. Even, even though I have this situation. Even though I have the situation. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot of stress with university at the moment. I'm feeling a lot of stress with university at the moment. Because I'm really, I'm trying to do well. Because I'm trying to do well. And I feel it in my chest. And I feel it in my chest. And sometimes in my stomach. And sometimes in my stomach. And then we say an acceptance statement. So 
We say, I accept that this is happening, or we say, I love and accept myself anyway, or what would feel comfortable to you to say it yeah. at this point? I accept that this is happening, yeah. Okay. So then we say, I accept that this is happening, okay. And then we do it two more times. So we do this statement three times. So even though I'm feeling stressed at the moment. Even though I'm feeling, even though that I'm, no, sorry. Even though I'm feeling stressed at the moment. You don't have to and, say sorry. You don't mm-hmm. have to say <laughs> No, you and you're not going to get it wrong. It's fine. It's no test. Uh, even though, so, um, so even though I'm feeling stressed at the moment, uh, because I want to do well at university. Because I want to do well at, at university. And I feel it in my chest. And I feel it in my chest. And sometimes in my stomach. And sometimes in my stomach. I accept that this is happening anyway. I accept that this is, this is happening anyway. And then one more time, even though... I am feeling stressed. Even though I'm feeling stressed. Because I really want to do well at university. Because I really want to do well at university. And I feel it in my chest. But I feel it in my chest. And sometimes in my stomach. And sometimes in my stomach. I accept that this is happening. I accept that this is happening. Okay, and now we go to the top of our head. Tapping on the top of your head there. Distress. And you repeat after me. Distress. This this stress. Oh, sorry. this is stress. <laughs> this stress. This stress. <laughs> Distress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, inside the eyebrow here. This stress I'm feeling. This stress I'm feeling. Are you feeling less stressed or being actually on radio? No, it is it's happening. Good. Yeah. So far, <laughs> we'll talk about the, the end point. We'll later. talk about how you feel. Yeah. Okay. Side of the eye. Uh, this stress I'm feeling about university. This stress I'm feeling about university. Under the eye, under I want to eye. do well. Under the eye, I want to do well. Yeah, you don't have to sort oh, of, yeah, I'm just saying eye, under the eye. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> just focusing on the feelings, but that's okay. That's, that's her part. Good. That's Emily's part. Yeah, that's my big job. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, under the nose, I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my chest. On the chin. On, on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and sometimes in my stomach. And sometimes in my stomach. And moving to the collarbone. This stress. This stress. And under the arm. This stress. This stress. Okay. Pausing there, and we would we take a deep breath. Breathe again. Just let it out. Maybe have a drink of water. So we just give your body a little minute to reset, and then. I will ask you, so if you think about that stress now, what did you notice? Did you notice anything during that tapping round? A very strange sensation in my back. Oh, yes. okay. Explain Tell that. me more about uh, that. Yeah. I can't really describe the sensation, but as if I, I, it's complicated to describe it, but it was relaxing. That's what I can okay. say. Yeah, a relaxing sensation in my back. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. Uh, the, the one thing that I I can't be surprised by anymore is what happens to our bodies as we go through this process. I've had like that, for example, you can't, can't describe it, but it was relaxing. I've had people get pins and needles in their hands. It moves from the front of their head to their shoulder. Like our bodies hold stress and these emotions in weird ways. So, yes, I'm not surprised. The I, other thing maybe... that often happens is we start yawning. Sorry. Sorry, you know, sorry, you continue. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, often we start yawning. Mm. So if you're yawning, that's totally fine okay. too. Just yeah, don't be embarrassed by that. <laughs> what were you going to say? Maybe, I, yeah, maybe I've got a way to describe it. It's like an evaporation, you know, like, okay. yeah, sensation in my back, like a pressure coming out. It's, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if it makes sense. That's a, yeah, that doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. And so what number would you give that feeling of stress now out of 10? I'm feeling stress? I don't feel stress. I'm not feeling stress at the moment at all. Uh, when you think about everything uh, you have to when do. When I think of it, it's better. Yeah. Is it what a number? number would you? Five. Yeah. Five. Okay, down from a seven to a five. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a normal jump with one round. So if, <clears throat> just, just to sort of, give more of example here if somebody had something they were feeling very emotional about maybe they were feeling very teary I wouldn't just do one round I would keep going and do two and sometimes three rounds and then we'd pause and and have a check 
So, but if if in this situation, I want to just check in and see if anything's happened, and then we do another round because the goal is to get that five down to a zero or a one if we can. Wow, in one session. So in well, not in one round, but in in a tapping session. Mm. I will say though that with something like this, at the moment we're at a very general level, so we're not working on any of those specific events that are holding up that feeling of being stressed so it might be a particular paper or it might be just the feeling of juggling overload or it might be a particular subject or you know so so the next step we would go through was would be to see within that are there any particular things that are making it feel worse at the moment but let's do another round on just the general stress unless there's something you'd like to add into that I think that. yeah. I think if we go for a more specific question, like is it how long will it take till university's over? That's probably still too general as well. So is there any upcoming exam or Well, uni's starting tomorrow. <laughs> 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 after after a long break, after three months break. So I think yeah, initially it's gonna be fine, but then around week six, seven the exams mm-hmm. will be there and yeah, it's not a story I guess. So you were scared okay. about the future exams. Yeah, exactly. I'm anticipating uh, uh-huh. the... Um, and they're all at yeah. the same time. They're all at the same time, yes. And they must pass as well. And if you don't pass one of them, you f- you lose a year. So, yeah. And then you okay. can't do much as well. So, yeah. Okay. The impact and is big, I guess. So that's why it's, it's causing... Yeah, that's stress. why it's stressful. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, okay. There's a punishment so when, aspect yeah. to that. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a consequence. That's mm-hmm. right. So when you think about that period of exams, where do you feel it in your body? My chests. Yeah. My heart rate is just, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Especially before orals because um, it's just 10 minutes uh, and you have to counsel patients or find the problem potential interactions and uh, of medications or like a problem in a like a more clinical problem maybe mm-hmm. and then if you if you if um your <laughs> your advice can lead to <laughs> death of a patient then you fail yep. basically then you fail yeah yep, you lose that a makes year. A lot of sense. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. okay so i would then ask you to when you think about those two things so when you think about the general exam time and when you think about specifically doing an oral exam which one is higher at the moment which one is is if, if they're competing for your emotional intention which one is more prevalent to be honest any type of exam even a written exam is is that stressful okay. i think if because there's a lot of learning, sadly. <laughs> it's not just about understanding a topic. It's about also learning, let's say, mechanism of actions in pharmacology. And if you mm-hmm. don't, and because of stress, sometimes you just forget all of the pathways that you've learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so, well, let's just, let's mm, then take exam. the situation of an exam. Mm-hmm. So let's go to remembering a specific exam so we'll use the past to help us prepare for the future because you can really connect to the feeling that you've experienced before so you you could imagine a future situation or you can imagine a past one okay. but whatever it is you need to really be able to connect to the the feeling mm. in the experience okay. which is maybe not pleasant so when you're thinking about the situation is it a future or a past which one i have to decide i, I would say past because i've okay. got yeah, greater details. Okay, yeah, great. That's good. Yeah. All right. And what subject was it for? Pharmacology. Okay. And describe to me the experience, how it felt. I had two weeks to learn maybe 300 medications, mechanism of action specifically, and it mm-hmm. was so confusing. And mm-hmm. so I went... Do we say the defeatistic in English? De, like you know, when you when you go and you know you, you you're not gonna pass. That's oh, defeatist. Yeah. De, 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 mm-hmm. de, how do you say it again? Defeatist. Defeatist. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that was my failed. mindset. You'd already failed. Yeah, yeah. I already failed in my mind, and it happened. Okay. So. I, okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay. So that's a great example. And then, okay, so you had already failed. You had a feeling and. Can you can you connect with where you felt that in your body? Chests. 
Anxious. That's that's your place, eh? Yeah. Yep. I, <laughs> I mean, when I feel anxious, I remember when I was buying my first house and I was going to take out this huge mortgage that I never knew how to pay off. I just felt like I was having a heart attack, and I, I actually didn't know. It was just a feeling that you, that didn't seem to be connected mm. to your mind at all. And I actually took a run around the block to see, thinking that if I was having a heart attack, I would fall over, and at least yeah. I'd I would know I was having a heart attack because I couldn't explain where that why feeling. that feeling was inside my chest and it felt like it was over your your heart maybe if, mm. I, if I want to be more specific I called the ambulance because I really thought it might be a heart attack it was yeah I was like what is that I think <laughs> the yeah. thing, when you study yeah. you just uh, with with I mean when you study health in particular because yeah, you're you know aware exactly you're aware of the <laughs> symptoms <laughs> so for me <laughs> I was just 100% sure that yeah I was about to die and, you know. Okay, so if you were rating that situation out of 10, what would that have nine. been given? A nine. <laughs> nine. Yeah. Okay, nine. Okay, all right. So let's tap on that. So tapping on the side of our hand. Well, unless, is there anything else that you would add that I mm. need that, that would be good for you to verbalize as we go through? No. Tapping on the side of the hand. And, and I will say, tapping on the side of the hand itself is actually an excellent even though it's part of this setup statement it's an excellent tapping point to use as well okay so even though i when i remember this exam even though when i remember this exam i had two weeks to learn so much i had two weeks to learn so much and it was very confusing and it was very confusing i went in with a defeatist attitude i went in with a defeatist attitude like I've already failed. Like I've already failed. And I had this terrible feeling in my chest. And I had this terrible feeling in my chest. So bad that I actually called the ambulance. So bad that I actually called the ambulance when I said it's funny. <laughs> well, but it was bad. So I, I accept that this happened. It probably happens more often than you think. <laughs> you think? Uh, I, think. <laughs> I accept that this happens. <laughs> Okay, and we're going to say it again. Even though I had this terrible situation with my pharmacology exam. Even though I had this terrible sensation or feeling with Situ my situation, situation yeah. with my pharmacology mm -hmm. unit. Mm -hmm. I had two weeks to learn so much detail. I had two weeks to learn so much detail. It was so confusing. It was so confusing. And uh, it stressed me so much and that I called the ambulance. And it stressed me so much that I called the ambulance. Because I had this pain in my chest. Because I had this pain in my chest. I was sure maybe I was having a heart attack. I was sure I was having a heart attack. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I accept that this happened. And I accept that this happened. Even though I had this terrible situation. Even though I had this terrible situation. This pharmacology exam. This pharmacology exam. There was too much to learn in just two weeks. There was too much. There, there was too much to learn in two weeks. And it was confusing. That was confusing. And I had a defeatist attitude. I, I've already failed. And I had defeatist attitude. I already failed. And I felt it in my chest. That I felt it in my chest. I accept that this happened anyway. I accept that this, that this is happened. That this happened anyways. Now we're tapping on the top of the head. This exam. This exam. On the eyebrow. So much detail. So much details. Side of the eye. I knew I was going to fail. I knew I was going to fail. Under the eye. And it caused me so much stress. And it caused me so much stress. Under the nose. My chest felt so bad that I, I thought I was having a heart attack. My chest felt so bad that I was thinking I had a heart attack. On the chin. My chest felt so bad. My chest felt so bad. On the collarbone. I was so stressed about this pharmacology exam. I was so stressed about this pharmacology exam. Under the arm. I was so stressed. I was so stressed. Okay, we'll pause there. So when you think about that experience now, take a deep breath, have a drink of water, reset. What number would you give that feeling? Now? Yeah, now. Now, mm -hmm. three? A three. Yeah. When you think about that exam, mm -hmm. it's a three. Okay. And did any? Did you notice anything? Did anything pop up for you? This time, I didn't feel anything, though. Mm -hmm. That's okay. 
but it, but the feeling yeah. of yeah. stress has come down to a three. And did you did any thoughts pop into your head? That maybe I should go more optimistic next time. <laughs> that would definitely help me. <laughs> okay, more optimistic. Yep. So sometimes, um, just to sort of in a side explainer, it, when these thoughts come up, they are something like that about, so your brain is now saying to you, it would be more helpful if you were more optimistic next time as a strategy for your coping. And this when, is often a, and often do you think happens. that thought came up then? Have you been thinking that you should be more optimistic or do you think that was sort of related to the tapping technique? Oh, what, what was the question? With the, op- yeah. yeah, so you're, now that you're, brain has sort of chosen a different path like less defeatist and perhaps that that wasn't a good strategy for you have had you already had that thought before you came into this session or is that a new thought for you i had this thought because i I really thought i've I've reflected about the situation because obviously i don't want that to happen to me again and i think that was important to think of it and have you know yeah to maybe create feedback to avoid doing the same mistakes again yeah, but the technique also helped me. I mean, I can see. I mean, now I th- I'm thinking of it. Maybe I'm I'm relating to the situation. I kind of felt the stress that I lived yes. in the past, and yeah, which is what is which it? is what we want you to do yeah. to be able to connect mm-hmm. to it. So the next the next technique I'll use with you is that we'll do another round on this remaining feeling that mm-hmm. I have of being stressed, and we'll bring in. Uh, some statements around I wonder if I can be more optimistic and I wonder if you know that kind of thing which again just helps to start to recreate those neural pathways without feeling ingenuous you know disingenuous you know like so we we can't trick ourselves so if you suddenly switch to going I can be more optimistic it won't work you need to allow your brain to know if that feels safe or not because maybe there are reasons why your brain was protecting you in that way or whatever it was doing but so so that's why i I love tapping because it's a very gentle technique and it allows the organic process for your brain to do the thought that works next for you so let's do that let's do that next round so it sounds like a natural thing you have that panic response and then once Mm -hmm. that clears maybe you had did learn something initially from that situation and now you can reapproach it in a more optimistic way and this is helping mm-hmm. deal with that initial panic response. Yeah. yeah. And so after this one, I would I would do another round with Nada on her upcoming exam. So we would we would we've processed an experience that sits that sits with her very badly. You know, she, she felt so bad that she called an ambulance. Like, that's awful. So we're we're just removing some of the connected emotion from that experience so that it's not feeding her brain with anticipation of that happening again in the future. So it just allows that to be a little bit of a memory, but not necessarily an emotionally charged memory. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So tapping on the side of the hand. And again, if you want to add or change any words, please do. Okay. Even though I had this terrible pharmacology ex- exam. Even though I had this terrible pharmacology exam where I just had way too much to learn in a short space of time. Well, I had way too much to learn in a short space of t- uh, space of time? Yeah. Yeah, and I experienced a terrible feeling in my chest. And I experienced a terrible feeling in my chest. I've done some tapping and that feeling has come down. I'd, I've done some tapping and this feeling has come down. And I accept that the experience happened to me anyway. I accept that this experience happened to me anyways. Okay. And sometimes we'll only do one here or we'll do three again. But uh, I'm just going to do the one now. Mm -hmm. So we'll tap on the top of the head. And I'm going to do, just to prepare you, I'm going to do two rounds to allow some of that other thinking to come in on the second round. So tapping on the top of the head. This exam. This exam. And the eyebrows. This pharmacology exam caused me so much stress. This pharmacology exam caused me so much stress. I still have a little bit of remaining stress from this experience. I still have a little bit of remaining stress of this experience. Under the eye. This remaining stress. This remaining stress. Under the nose. It was terrible feeling in my chest. It was ter- a terrible feeling in my chest. On the chin. This remaining feeling of stress. 
this remaining feeling of stress. On the collarbone, about this pharmacology exam. About this pharmacology exam. Under the arm. This remaining stress. This remaining stress. Top of the head. I was... A, I had a defeatist attitude. I had a defeatist attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Eyebrow. I, I knew I was going to fail in I, my mind. I knew I was going to fail in my mind. Side of the eye. I wonder if it's safe for me... I wonder if it's safe for me not to feel defeatist. I wondered if it's not safe to me to... Not, not feel, feel defeatist. Not feel defeatist, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Under the eye. I wonder if it's safe for me to feel more optimistic about my exams. I wonder if it's safe for me to be more optimistic about my, my future, my, my exams. Yeah, my exams, my yep. exams. Under the nose. I wonder if I can feel more optimistic. I wonder if I could feel more optimistic. On the chin. There's a lot to learn. And it's a lot to ask. There's a lot to learn and there's a lot to ask. On the collarbone. I wonder if I can feel optimistic about learning all of this. I wonder if I could be more optimistic about learning all of this. The side of the, under the arm. I wonder if I can feel more optimistic about the outcome of the exam. I wonder if I could be more optimistic with the outcome of the exam. Okay, and we'll pause there. Take a deep breath. Okay, so what did you notice as we went through there? How do you feel? Yeah, now? feeling um, um, a, le charge, an emotional mm. uh, charge. How do I say that? Decharge, emotional charge. Charge. Yeah. Yep. Relieved yep. from my eyes. I don't know if it makes sense at all, but it was yeah. Like a visual. Uh, thing. Yeah, in in the eyes, in here. Ah. As if, like, vapor was coming out. <laughs> too funny. <laughs> That's tapping. So Nothing is weird. Steam, steam yeah, coming steam, from your yeah, eyeballs. It's imaginary, yeah, I think. Definitely. I haven't seen anything. <laughs> I did not see anything. <laughs> but you, you, mm. were, you didn't know that you were carrying something in your eyes in and you eyes. felt like it, it was released. Yeah. And, and when you think about that exam now, what number would you give that experience? A one. A one, yeah, okay. So that's that's a fine place mm. to, to leave it, unless you really want to do it again and to get it to a zero. And so then if we were to keep going, we might prepare for either a specific exam or for generally for that set coming up in six or seven weeks. Well, yeah, I think um, that's a, a great result because she started at a seven on the, on the stress level mm -hmm. and it's down to a one. Really good effort, good session. Thanks. Great. Very good session. So there you Thank go. You. That's how that's how tapping works. Yeah. So yeah, it's generally about getting in touch with your situation, problem, and the emotions connected to it, and then using that as the the vehicle to start tapping. Yeah. Yeah. And you've you've brought the event up. You didn't really pull any punches. You talked exactly about how it made you feel and how it felt in your body. Even that feeling of anxiety that like makes you feel clenched up inside. Mm -hmm. And we didn't steer away from it at all, and it and it has and it's gone away. So, I'd like to thank you, Emily. That was great for coming on the show today. And I think That's Nadia, my Nadia, I thank you for being so open. <laughs> Very brave. Very, Very brave. brave. Thank you well, so much, Emily. Thank you. That's a pleasure that you you've learned a technique that can help you mm -hmm. going forward. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's my pleasure. 